Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Trust and Believe. I'm your host, Shanti. And today, as you can see, we are in a brand new space, which I'm so excited about. We have our first in-person guest in our, what I like to call our casita studio, an incredible human that I met while working out at the gym and didn't know that we were gonna have this conversation when I first met him, but I'm so excited. Today, we're gonna enhance your ability to trust and believe in the power of cannabis. Now, I know, I know there's a lot of people out there that's like, hold on, stop the phone. But I always say when something makes you uncomfortable, you have to listen a little bit more. We're going to talk about how it can enhance your mental health through Charles's story and his personal struggles. I know you're going to be really inspired. So get ready to trust and believe. Somebody say it again. No, no, no. What's up? This is Sean T, and it's time to trust and believe. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Charles, what's up? Sean, what's up, boss? I want to start by saying, are you high right now? Uh, yes, I am. <laughs> Good. I just want to, you know, get it out the way because I think that my kind of personal story, I told last year in my podcast that I was going through a lot of anxiety and I was just like, you know what? Let me go to a place here in Arizona because it's legal here. I was like, let me get some gummies. And, it, <laughs> and believe it or not, it really helped me get out of my head. I'm not a, what I like to say, a pro or professional in cannabis, but I do know that it helped me a little bit just like relax and kind of like get rid of a lot of my anxiety. But I want to talk to our guest today about your story and how cannabis has helped you out. I know you've been in the fitness industry for three decades, yeah. which is really amazing. And I know you don't like being called a celebrity trainer. However, He's a celebrity trainer. We won't name drop yet because this is about your story. So can you just tell us really how you came into the power of cannabis? Yeah, no, thank you so much. And I, again, that introduction was uh, far better than I deserve. But as far as cannabis and how I got into the space, very similar to you, um, anxiety and depression have always kind of run rampant in my life. They've always kind of you know, been at the flagship. So um, early on, I was kind of encouraged by doctors to, uh, to, to, to medicate, you know, and I've always been, you know, like, I, I want to be full disclosure, I'm, I'm 43 years old. Um, cannabis for me is purely medicinal, right. And um, 
when I started off on this journey, I never knew that it would have this effect, right? So anyways, backpedaling back, I was prescribed, um, they were uh, benzodiazepines, which are anti-anxiety medications, because at the time, I was um, a new car director in the auto industry. I was doing a myriad of things. I was modeling, I was training, I was a new dad. So I had a lot of responsibilities and uh, my dis-ease was just so high, you know, my anxiety. So um, I was prescribed Xanax and it, for me, it was awesome, you know, because all the noise, which, you know, for somebody like me with anxiety, there's always a lot of noise and, and distraction. It just helped it. it. It alleviated like day one, you know, but with the kind of person I am, I'm very A type. I love that feeling. I love to not have that. So like, I'm always excessive, right? Mm -hmm. So with that, you know, I was very excessive and it doled it out. And I didn't realize that um, it had become an addiction. You know, it no longer became something that I was using to kind of palliate and uh, alleviate. It became my addiction. Kind of losing sense of a lot of things that I knew to be me. I wasn't um, big on my appearance, which I'm very, very um, big on my appearance. Um, a lot of other things I was losing sight of. And I was like, I, I want to kind of get back, you know. Um, and what actually happened, you know, because I, you know, I'm, I'm again, I'm kind of going to go all over the map. I would started um, coaching kids, right? And uh, all my kids looked at me as like this, this like Marvel hero, like this icon. And so I'm thinking everything's all well and good and nobody really knows because I'm really good at kind of portraying this image. And one of the parents was like, hey, real quick before practice, do you think you and I can talk, you know, big coach? I'm like, yeah, let's talk. So he starts to go over to me about this story, you know, the story about like, hey, when he was in the, in the league, you know, they would eat peanuts. And I'm like, OK, and I'm going to listen to him. And he's like, you know, you know, you eat peanuts because peanuts are very distinctive smell. I'm like, OK. And I'm listening. He goes, yeah, because if you ever get pulled over, that's the only thing that masks alcohol. And I'm like, OK. He goes, yeah, you know, coach, you know, we, we cool. We all like to drink. But, you know, it's kind of been brought to my attention that the kids smell alcohol on you. Crumple. Then mm. I realized that I was no longer like that guy, you know, all that. So then I started reading, you know, very heavily about cannabis and about what it does, you know, so. Cannabis is a very weird thing, right? Um, you know, the strain types and everything about it, it's very much personality based. It's, you know, there's, there's so many different strain types out there. So all of them take on different personalities. So my first, you know, um, I'd say, you know, just trek down that, that journey was very hard to navigate, you know, because when I drank and when I, I medicated my other way, everything was always the same. I took my Xanax, I always felt the same. I drank, I always felt the same, but with when you say the same, you mean, you mean the same feeling, like it gave you that same feeling every time of like, what? It, like every single time. So like I'm using it and we talked about for mental health and anxiety. So every single time I'd have my fits or I'd have anxiety creep up, it was the way it helped to met, like to alleviate it, mm. you know? Um, so with alcohol, it was the same. It just, you know, it, it, you know, it allowed me to uh, not feel the anxiety, not to feel the, you know, just the, you know, the depression, but allowed me to be very functional, right? Uh, the problem with alcohol is it's a depressant. So when you do drink, you know, and you have, you know, those kind of disease, you know, the, the, the problems that I have, the challenges, it brings you even further down. 
you know, also, you know, you can't um, medicate, you know, you can't, and again, it's, it's called adulting now, but a lot of us will, you know, if we have, you know, these conditions, we'll medicate with, uh, you know, alcohol as well. We'll, we'll, we'll kind of, you know, uh, double the two, right? And it's, it's, it's really bad. It's really bad. Respiratory depression can happen. And what I didn't realize is you can die, right? You can die, you know, day one. So, um, all these things were being brought to my attention and, uh, I, I didn't, I didn't want to go down the way that I was. And, uh, I had lost a lot of friends, you know, I lost a lot of friends. So I had to figure a way to kind of take back, you know, kind of get back to who I was, you know, cause I wasn't training. I wasn't, um, out and about, I was just, I really lost me. You know, the father that I was, was kind of, was very poor and toxic. I was very horrible in my relationships. So Cannabis gave me all that back, you know, what cannabis is, you know, and people don't realize this. And again, it's, it's very tough because media very, they stigmatize it, but it's a, it's an ego suppression, you know, with guys, especially guys like me, you know, um, ego is a big thing, man. You know, you want to lead with ego. You want to, you know, let everybody know who you are with cannabis. You don't have that. It suppresses that, you know, like, so you always see me smiling and you even hear it in my voice, like by nature, Inside, I'm a very, very energetic, very dynamic type person. Um, so the cannabis kind of keeps that guy at bay. I call it a-hole suppression is what my lady calls it. She's like, <laughs> it keeps that uh, at bay. So, so when you say dynamic, it's less about like, oh, I'm dynamic and positive. And it's more about yeah. like, I get hard or I get yeah. like what some people call like male chauvinistic. A hundred percent. Hard is like, I, I'd say is probably the most apt description for how I am. Very hard, very rigid. And it's because of my upbringing, you know, like I had very, very, you know, typical traditional black upbringing, very hard, you know, like everything is about being a male, you know, it's about that male expression. Um, you don't uh, show any kind of weaknesses or any kind of emotion. That's not, you know, so like, again, you know, that model that image is not sustainable you know let's talk about that for a second because i think as a black male in black culture you know we were taught not to cry i think a lot of men in general but i feel like in our culture it really is a sign of weakness which then kind of transitions into you have to be able to fight and you know walking away from a fight was just not an option you had to buck up you know, and so the reason why I wanted to say that is because I think people might hear your story and they hear like, oh, there were struggles with alcohol, there were struggles with this, but there's a backstory to why you even get there, mm-hmm. you know, and I talk about mental health a lot. And when people are struggling with something, there was probably a precursor to get you to that point where you were unable to manage your emotions in a way that could have been you know, for lack of a better way, a bit more positive on the side of positivity. Whereas when you're taught at a young age, Scott and I are watching Euphoria. Did you see Euphoria? I, I've, you know, uh, a lot of my athletes talk heavily about it. I have to. I, I, you have I've to watch it. it yeah. Because it, in a way, there's a, uh, there's a black kid in the movie who went to college for football. And his dad actually in a scene says, you have to suppress those emotions and make them come out in the next play. But what his dad didn't realize is he did that in everything in his life. And so he ended up having sex with his girlfriend. He had gotten um, initiated by the, by the football team. They had walked in while he was having sex with his girlfriend in this scene. And they put him on the floor and they basically, they didn't 
rape him necessarily, but he was naked. They came in and jockstrap. It was like very humiliating and, you know, degrading. And so he went into the bathroom really angry. And then he came out the bathroom and instead of making love to his girlfriend, he basically, I don't want to say he raped her, but it was like very aggressive, like non-connected. And the whole thing stemmed from his dad just being like, bottle up your emotions and you know, you let it out in other ways, you know? So it was just like, it's really interesting how you say that and you talk about our culture because male fathers in in general don't understand that teaching, you can teach your kid to be strong without teaching them to like hide from their emotions. Cause then when you have to do it as an adult, you use the word adulting earlier. <laughs> when you have to do it as an adult, you don't really know how to navigate those emotions. I just wanted to talk about that. Cause I just think that's really interesting for context because, you know, there are people listening that could still be judging mm-hmm. just the fact that you smoke weed or however you do it, you know, and not understanding the context that got you there. You know, there's there's so many points that you hit on that I love. Um, you know, I, I really want to go heavily into the fact of how it's viewed and uh, the past trauma that even started to even get me there to why I'd have to suppress the ego with something like cannabis to you know, what that looks like, what it looks like, you know, handling, you know, some of those really hard topics about, you know, what do you do to manage those emotions? Because, you know, our culture, you know, we are very emotional. And I think that it's always poorly interpreted, you know, for, for lack of better words. And I think largely that has to do with the fact that your interpret the interpretation that a lot of people have is from their view. I, I th- one of the things that I'd say, and I'm very incredibly grateful, and I, I wasn't at the time when I was young coming up, is my upbringing, right? I didn't grow up in a categorically black area. I grew up, uh, you know, I, I guess I'd say, I, I, you know, we joke about it. I call myself the black Robert Kiyosaki. Like I've, I only grew up with, with uh, Caucasians, with whites. Like I never grew up with anybody black. I only saw black people when I went back home. Mm. That was my father. You know, and I, I kind of cursed him at the time because it was so hard. I mean, like me coming up in 43 in the 80s, 90s, like it wasn't cool. It was only cool to be black towards the end. Right. And again, I'm a black guy, skinny, scrawny with glasses at the time. The only dude at that time would have been like Steve Urkel. Oh, it was yeah. horrible. I didn't even think horrible, about that. Horrible. Like, so what I got and just the torment and just. It was tough. So like just to suppress that, you know, microaggression, all these terms were non-existent when I was coming up. So you just deal with it. You just figure, well, that's the way it is. So later on, what happens is you get into like this different uh, landscape that you have to navigate, but you still are like inundated with all this trauma. Like you're almost bogged over with trauma. Mm -hmm. Like you're walking over and you're just bumping into things and just spilling out these traumas and people don't even realize you don't even realize. So it's funny now, visibly, I can see athletes. I can see actors. I can see it like Will Smith. I'm not going to go into any diatribe because again, I'm sure I'm judged, but I see what that is. And I understand. I'm like, I understand you. I was you. Mm -hmm. I was you in that point. And I, again, I didn't deal with it. I didn't understand how to suppress it. And then that's what happened. So without going into a lot of context, but yeah. I like context. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, just because, I mean, it just adds color to like people's ability to connect beyond just like the message. And the reason why I say that a lot and people judge cannabis because like even my husband, for instance, mm. he still hears marijuana and he thinks you know nancy reagan in the 1980s you know 
just say no to mm-hmm. drugs, not understanding the benefits. But I guess my next question would be, what was your introduction to cannabis? And like, what was the process of how it went from wherever it was introduced to you to actually becoming something that really aided in your progress? Yeah, so um, introduction, like I, I had it kind of brought to my attention by a few different people. There's other athletes and other people like who I'd seen and they talked about, like I remember, you know, again, being in track, you know, hearing Usain Bolt talk about it. And again, I have a lot of my Jamaican friends and they talk about it. Yeah, brother, you need to. I'm like, yeah, okay, maybe. But the thing about it is, again, ego. I, I don't want to lose control. And when I seen the guys and, and traditionally a lot of the brothers that I knew, they were always just seem like just knocked out, like they like almost spaced seemed out yeah. space for <laughs> comatose. Right. Yes. So, you know, again, that's why when you said, are you high? I wanted to like, ab- absolutely. Like, I guess, I, again, I hate that word medicated or elevated is what I call people mm. or enhanced is what we call it in the scene. Because the the ones that categorically, like if you watch Mike Tyson's podcast, Mike's Hotbox, yeah. no disrespect, Mike, but they're all like, you know, just zoned, okay? And the problem that I have is it perpetuates the stigma and people are like, yeah, see, that's why. But if you watch Joe Rogan, you know, conversely on the other side, yeah, yeah. they're all elevated. And he's doing exactly what I'm doing right now. It's a sativa. It's. it's I mean, like, I literally would not be able to tell like you're traditionally have you know, either smoke marijuana or like it's, it's, it's literally impossible, you know, for me to look at you and sit here with you. That's why I had to ask. Man, like <laughs> to the point where like, I think that if you, if somebody else tried to like duplicate what I did, they'd be, because it is, it's medicinal for me. You know, you're somebody who has diabetes, mm. they're insulin. I couldn't take their insulin. I would die because again, I look at it because it is very medicinal. So even my lady and I, she's very much like you, you know, D was a 17 year police officer from Australia. So how she sees it, it's not even legal in their country. So even her trying to have that conversation with her countrymen is like, what? So like, even with her, I'm like, you know, she'll have this with people and and she'll try to, you know, like kind of compare it. I'm like, babe, the way you have to compare it is tell people like, listen, you know, you you know, you know, somebody's diabetic, right? Can you imagine them not being able to have their insulin? It changes the way the conversation is opposed to like, yeah, hey, so you like to drink, right? Mm. Right. Well, Charles likes it. It's not the same thing. You know, you and I both have a nervous system, right? Right. You have a lymphatic system. Right. You also have an ECS, which is an echocannabinoid system we all have. That's why your body and certain people can consume the amount of cannabis and be, be functional. They're not walking around aimlessly, right? Or those athletes, those high-level athletes that I can't talk names that are able to, you know, smoke and consume and kill it in the game. Like I knew guys, brothers all the time, like, bro, I could not do what you do and be functional or even talk like I can't talk. Like, you know, everyone's like, there's no way I could talk like you talk. There's right? no way. Like, Listen to me. There is no way. I would be like seven seconds in forgetting what I was going to say seven seconds ago. That's why it's fascinating for me because, you know, I've heard, which, and we can talk about this, I heard sativa and like indica. But for me, I mean, indica, the nighttime one, the I call it the purple, <laughs> purple one, I definitely yes. get super sleepy. Mm-hmm. But when someone told me once, like, I think they smoke, you know, sativa before they go to the gym. I'm like, there's literally no way, like for me right now, my understanding of it and my past experience, I'm like, there's no way I can go to the gym and be elevated. I don't know how much you know scientifically about it, but how are people able to 
Like when I hear people say, yeah, like I'm high at the gym all the time. Like people at our gym, I'm like, what? Yeah. I'm like, huh? I use the word elevated because I know you don't like to I wear love high. that. But love it. Teach me. <laughs> How is this happening? You know, on a heavy day, leg day, or even say your boot camp, that was so intense. Um, and your body is released producing all this lactate. Lactate is like a byproduct, right? That's the stress product that your muscles release. That makes it hard to even move, right? That's that waste that makes it almost feel like, you know, you can't function. Everything's heavy. Yeah. You, they've heard of a strain called uh, Hindu Kush, right? Yes, yes. The Sherpas, little guys, they'd be in India and they'd have to ascend up these mountains, right? They're little people. You've seen them. Well, they'd have these backs. To do that and to even be able to take that load, they would smoke Hindu Kush. So their body, what it would do is it would suppress that inflammation their bodies would release, and it'll enable them to be able to go up there. Like for years and years, there's so many cultures that have been doing this, but we're now starting to get it. So like there's um, marathon athletes that will take it on longer marathon intervals. There's bicyclists that I know, there's sprinters, there's lifters. So on my heavy days, my leg days, the days that I feel like I cannot get through, it boosts my cognition focus, but it also gets me through that point where I'm like, nah. Like I saw a few of your instructors looking over like, what's this guy on? Like, cause you know, again, that's not my thing, but I'm powering. You were through. slaying again. <laughs> come on, come on. I'm like, Brittany, give me more. You know what I mean? Yes. You know, turn me up. So like, no, it is, man. It, it's, it's something different. And I'd encourage anybody that, uh, that doesn't, uh, you know, believe in it to, to, to try it. And, you know, I, I'm even doing, you know, classes and, and different things to even put people through, you know, to even help them navigate that. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Use the word medicinal. Mm -hmm. I think obviously most people know now you can get it in the states that you can get it, you know, medicinally. Sure. I know before we voted in Arizona where it could be legal, you know, you had to go to like a doctor and mm -hmm. now they have, you know, I don't know if you call them stores or shops or <laughs> what do you call them? Dispensaries. Dispensaries. There it is. I don't even know the lingo. I've been to one. Mm -hmm. I've been to one. Explain the process, and then I want to go back into a little more mental health after this, but like explain the process. Yeah. <laughs> so like you can do it one or two ways. Like so now because it is recreational, it is legal here, you can go and I think, I believe it's a, it's a gram. It's a full gram that, you know, you can, you know, a recreational person can have. Um, and that means all you'd have to have is your ID. You have to be over, I think it's uh, 21, right? 21 and you just go in there and you get you know either you know you're consumable right you can get an edible or you can get uh you know a flower you know and uh, they have everything there like now it's kind of nice because any dispensary that you go to you have a bud tender and they 
are fairly educated with the different ways to consume and they'll tell you, you know, you just kind of tell them what you're looking for. And again, when I say medicinal, like you don't go to your liquor store and you don't say, yo, man, I'm just like having a hard day, right? Like, oh girl, just split up with me. What do you got, right? <laughs> oh yeah, right. yo, here's his JD. <laughs> now he doesn't do that, but like it is that way in cannabis. Like you can go over and say, yo, man, I haven't slept. And when I went out, you know, and I first started working at the dispensary, like this, when it was medicinal, the only way you can do it was you had to go see a doctor. You had to tell them like, you know, what had happened and they would give you a card, you know? So the people that I'd seen were soldiers that had PTSD, mm -hmm. um, you know, just different things that they had had. There was uh, cancer patients that were, you know, that had it. There were people who have MS and, and just a myriad of different things that, you know, cannabis helps. So like all my patients that would come in, I got to learn and got to understand ways that they were utilizing it to help them get through their days and their disease. That process, because I remember when I went to the dispensary, you know, I got in line, they're like, oh, you know, what can I help you with? And I'm like, yeah, like, uh, <laughs> and then, you know, I did. I was like, you know, I'm like really stressed. I was like, I'm not sleeping that well. And I was just like, my mind is always like kind of going, whatever. When people drink alcohol, they call them a lightweight, you know, but for me, I had to use that term. I, right. I can't do too much before I feel like I'm not like out of it, but I just don't like feeling that uneasiness. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I would take like a indica, the purple, the purple <laughs> thing. And I would, I'm less, I'm less knowledgeable than you, but I would wake up the next day and I would still feel it. Mm -hmm. Right. And I was just like, I do not want to feel, I was like, give me the least amount possible. And it was a, it was a, a gummy mm -hmm. and I, it was still too much. Like I can only do like maybe a quarter of it where I can just feel like chill. So what is the best way? <laughs> and it's tough, you know, and I, I, I love, you know, my lady is the same way. And there are certain people who are very sensitive. Um, the thing that I would say is it, with an edible, it is always tough, right? Because again, you don't know how it is. You don't know how much uh, disbursement of the cannabis you're going to get into your system. If it does happen, you know, again, it, it can, you know, the next day there might be some residual, you know, like nausea. Um, what I always tell people is like, can, like uh, CBD, which is like the other constituent, it's like probably the more well-known. It's the one that you can get anywhere. You can right. buy it on Amazon and all that kind of stuff. That's the, kind of the byproduct that's very safe. And what it does is it has all the benefits with the non-psychoactive effects. So you can take uh, CBD to help you with your anxiety. You can take CBD to help you with your pain. For whatever it is to me, um, and again, it just depends on the person, I think that you need the THC uh, to kind of the entourage to kind of kind of buffer on that uh, stronger impact for a guy like me. All right. So let's go back to the mental health stuff. I, I have one question for you and then I'll go in. So obviously I know that it's fully medicinal for you and it helps you thrive. Obviously. Do you still, do you pair it with therapy, like talk therapy mm -hmm. or like, how was, how has your experience been with that and comparing it to, or combining the two, I should say. Yeah, no, I, man, I'm so glad that you asked me that. I, I again, I want to go back to this. I think that every bit of usage is always therapeutic. Like it's, it's right now in the space where we're, we're trying to combat just different poor terminologies, right? You know, like uh, recreational versus, you know, medicinal, uh, recreational versus therapeutic use. I feel like if anybody uses cannabis for whatever reason it is like, Hey, you're feeling a little uptight and you need to unwind. There's a therapeutic use there 
right? I think that everybody, for some reason, opposed to, you know, again, the alcohol, and I, I don't want to kind of dog on the, you know, what it is, but alcohol is completely different. You know, you, you want to just tune out, you know, and it, it never has uh, the the effect that you ever intended to. I would absolutely combine it with talk therapy. Like right now, the, the fact that uh, even, you know, I told you, or we, we kind of talked on it lightly, you know, like I haven't really seen my daughter much, you know, um, that makes me very depressive mm -hmm. and then I don't want to talk and then I want to kind of suppress my emotions and, and harbor them in, you know, I'll smoke a little bit and then I'll be able to talk and emote the feelings and just be more expressive. It also allows me to do it without just the surge of emotion. Like, you know, sometimes you ever had different things that you're trying to deal with going through your uh, therapy or in your sessions, going through your trauma and you can't get past that hurdle or that block because there's just too much emotion attached to it. Yes. So like I've had so many of those and I couldn't, I couldn't get past those emotional hurdles, like things that I had, you said, you know, where's the origin of that? You know, I think about the genesis of how this come with my father and all that. I couldn't even say that before Sean, like without breaking down, like right. I can't even say my, my daughter's world without breaking down, but the cannabis allows me to deal with those really hard topics without any emotion and just see them for what they are. And I th when it comes to therapy or talking about it or recognizing things, mm -hmm. I think that the other option is what a lot of people do is they run away from the issue. Mm -hmm. What are the properties of, you know, marijuana, if you will, that like allows that kind of barrier, like, to, to go down because there are so many people that I know that are like, I'm not going to therapy because I don't want to face X, Y, and Z, mm -hmm. or I don't want to relive the pain. Mm -hmm. What is the thing in there that like releases that fear so that you can kind of open up? Do you know? Yeah. You know, and it's really tough because, you know, we, we talk a lot about that. Like, what is it that thing that allows that to happen? You know? Um, you know, and again, I, I, I don't know what within the constituent, but I think a lot of it has to do with what it suppresses. You know, I think about what it does is more as what's in it. It dulls uh, testosterone, you know, like, mm. so, you know, I think about for a lot of the guys that I know that take it and that smoke it in large dose are raging, you know, guys, right? You know, so just that suppression of testosterone, it does have psychoactive properties, right? So psychoactive properties, whereas like a lot of times we're attached to seeing certain things, we get stuck in a pattern. And I remember hearing you say that in your podcast, and we can't you know, detach from it. Cannabis helps you do that, you know, with the psychoactive effect, you know, you're seeing something from a completely different landscape than you'd ever, you know, see it. Yeah. And I think that it's kind of comparing it to alcohol alcohol definitely like just you know you you just go to a place of like and it is a depressant i mean obviously I, when i drink you know once i have a couple i'm like I, i'm like good like right. i i wouldn't say commend people because i'm not like i'm not an alcohol bully i'm like if you're gonna have a good ass time like <laughs> have a good ass time but I truly do not know how people go like get so lit and they're not like affected by it. But it is true. Like if I eat a edible at the right amount, if I like break it into a third, it's like, ah, uh, like it's more chill. Like, but again, I have to find the right one, which is, I guess I'm just like comparing the, the fun of alcohol, you know, the combination of marijuana. We actually went on vacation 
when it was uh, like a few months ago. It was October. And so we get off the plane. So I didn't want to drink. I actually didn't want to drink because, you know, like you see me in the gym and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like in it. Like yes. I'm just really focused. I ended up drinking. I ended up drinking. But I didn't want to drink. And I was like, I wanted to take some of my edibles with me. But I was like so afraid because it was going to Mexico and I just don't know the rules or whatever. So we get off the plane and we're at baggage claim and we're sitting there, you know, there's a dog like kind of like walking around, smelling everything. And there was a guy sitting on the baggage claim belt, you know, the officer who was like, you know, walking with the dog. The dog smelled, went to this dude's bag. I swear he had a bag. It was like a huge bag of marijuana. And they just took it from him. Like he didn't get in trouble. Anyway, moving on. I still want to understand how you work out. If I'm going for it in the gym, I just don't. I'm like, I'm on this. I don't know how I would be able to function with this. Like, you got to help me a little You know, bit. it's weird, man. Like, a lot of times when you're there, are there times that you don't want to be there? No. Okay. Um, how about that? Are, are there times when it's harder than most to get through? Yes. When I'm okay. doing legs, and you know my trainer, when I'm Bruh, doing legs, I'm no like, joke. this is a f-ing nightmare. Bruh, so like those parts, like <laughs> it, you don't care, bro. Like you just don't, you're so zoned in and you're so focused. Like, in fact, like I want to say even the quality of your lifts is better. Even the quality of your lifts is better. Well, I forget how many reps. You might not. So like, yo, again, you know, reps and sets, like you're not really cognizant of those things, but like even the quality of your lifts is better. Even the quality. I promise you. I promise you. Everybody that I go through, like, again, you know, you have to also like, there are certain people who are like, man, this is so good. I want to go where you go. I'm like, no, 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 don't, don't ride with this guy. This is, (laughs) you don't want to go on this one. And then you go take it too far. And if that does happen, like I said, there is ways that you can alleviate it. Like if you drink too much alcohol, you're on that ride. Like you got three ounces an hour. You're on the Like ride. you're on the ride. It takes three ounces an hour for it to leave your system. It does. You're through and, your and, liver. <laughs> well, and you know, the other thing that, you know, again, us in the scene, we don't realize it's like, I know all these guys are like, yeah, I only drink this. I don't have any fillers, but they don't know why they're getting fat. What does hard alcohol convert to? Mm. Metabolism to sugar. You know, so I tell everybody what I like about what I do is I would back in the day, you know, modeling, whatever, going hard, you know how we get it back in the day, you know, I would drink vodka, I would, nothing with no fillers. And then the next day I, I couldn't do that. You know, like it wasn't maintainable, right? I felt it. This, I man, I might go a half ounce. I might do something crazy, but the next day I can maintain, you know? So the right. difference is, is like when you drink, you know, after a while your body develops a what? Tolerance. Tolerance. Yeah, there it is. Right. So I get a tolerance for a little bit. Like, so say I get a tolerance for drinking straight, you know, 151, no chaser. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm, I'm bringing this to a guy who I know myself. And then that tolerance gets high enough. So after a while, what is it doing now? It's attacking my kidneys. It's attacking my liver, right? I may be able to tolerate the amount, but my body's not able to, to tolerate the toxicity, right? So after a certain while, like other things start to give up, right? Opposed to let's look at it on the side with cannabis. I start smoking. I smoke a little bit. You know, I develop a tolerance. It's not called a tolerance. It's called tachyphylaxis. That's the amount that my body consumes before, like, I'm no longer able to get the medicinal property, right? right. So if that happens, I just need to dose that more. 
well, what happens if I do more? Uh, nothing. My body just can no longer take it. I can no longer upregulate it, and that's it. Like, I can't die. No one's ever died in all the years of consumption. Right. I just want to let y'all know I'm merely a vessel of information, okay? And this is, like, this conversation I'm living for. <laughs> because I just think it's one of those things that I remember when I was in high school and, you know, when drugs... Well, drugs are not good for you, but when marijuana was bad, right? And so I remember, I'm not going to say my friend's name, even though I haven't talked to her since I left high school. But I remember a friend saying, yeah, like, my parents don't think I know, but they're in their, they're in their bathroom, in their bedroom, smoking Bro. every night. And I'm just like, so I used to think, like, oh, my gosh, that is, like, so bad. That is, like, so crazy. And now, you know, and you have kids at the mindset of my high school age. And then I have a husband who's like, you know, just say no to drugs. Yeah. So if I do take uh, like an edible, I'm like, oh my God, my kids are sleeping. They're five. Okay, I got to stop doing this by the time that they're 10. Like, you know, I'm going oh. through all this. I know, but I'm saying I'm going through all this. That's why I'm just saying to the people out there, I'm merely a vessel of information. And I believe that if it's legal in your area and you, you know, go to the right place, I think you should try it. Here's, here's the tough thing. And I know it is tough, man. And like, you know, I said this and like, I have, you know, a daughter, I coach athletes. I know you have children, you have another half. And I know to, to, to our viewers and, and the different listeners, people, you know, tuning in the, the challenge that I have now is I, I've seen what happened this last COVID, right? What mm. happened COVID quarantine. Do you know what went up is alcohol use went up child abuse went up mm -hmm. marital um, marital uh, like domestic, domestic abuse violence, yeah. went up right i look at that divorce rate went up and and and, <laughs> and you know again alcohol is very very closely related to those what were we showing our children right we were showing them that you know again in these tough things you know i'm gonna get up and i'm gonna drink this so that's the new normal that's what we show them and as much as we've demonized what cannabis does is, you know, cannabis has been known, it's been scientifically proven, non-anecdotal, that it helps couples with these things. It helps, you know, like, man, it, I want to say cannabis saved my relationship, you know, mm -hmm. like the ass that I was, you know, like I, I don't even deserve the chance that I have now, but it was cannabis that kind of helped save that. So, you know, like, I, I again, why I did this, why I'm just grateful and gracious, you know, to, you know, to have you and just, you know, the ability to talk to you know your your reach is that you know if you can start now right if you start now you know maybe they don't have that stigma you know like the kids or my athletes people now are going to see this are like yo that guy smokes i want to be like that guy you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, yeah. i'm trying to be like that guy ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. 
helping release the stigma is a good thing. I just feel like, you know, it just makes people nervous because of past stuff. And the main point of that is if you, and I know you said this, but if you really compare it to the trouble outside of like the selling of drugs, right? Back in the day when, when, when you didn't have the dispensaries and the Mm -hmm. selling of marijuana and the trouble that the drugs created, you know, as far as drug dealers and stuff, because it wasn't legal. Alcohol is much worse for you. And I think that's like the argument too. like I drink, but I'm just saying that people sometimes look at marijuana like, Oh my gosh, it's like so bad. But I'm like, I've never been in a situation where I've been around people who were smoking that it just ended up in a huge brawl. Facts. You go to bars, like if you go to a, a medicinal spot or you around a bunch of people that's smoking, you know, people are chilling. They're yeah. like vibing. They listen to the music. I remember I went to Amsterdam, bro. Like, oh, oh my God. I was, yo, went to Amsterdam. I had a volcano. Wild. And then my friend who I was with was like, yo, bring your headphones with your favorite music, like headphones or like get some really good headphones. I'm like, okay. So we smoked the volcano. Man, I put in this, I put on my headphones and I turned on this gospel song that I absolutely love. And I got up to go to the bathroom. This shit is funny as hell. So, you know, I get up and go to the bathroom. I'm like super chill, right? So I get up and go to the bathroom and like this woman walks in the bathroom. So I was like, okay, cool. Like, you know, it was one bathroom in the the coffee shop is what they call it in in Amsterdam. So I'm standing outside the coffee shop, song is playing. And I was like, man, and I looked at the guy that, you know, I was, that she was with. I was like, yo, like how long has she been in there? He's like, you know, about 30 seconds, like 30 seconds seemed like forever. Like, and I was just like, wow, like, I'm, you know, I got to pee really, really bad, but I was so chill. And the, the music was like insane. Like the music just, it elevated the music. I love the word elevation. I think that's a good term, but it elevated the music. And then anyway, so I ended up going to the bathroom. And I was just like, wow, like this is crazy. And you have all these people in this coffee shop and it is the chillest vibe. Like we met this, this woman came up, she started talking to us. It was like chill. A complete different experience than if you were in a bar. Question for you. Mm-hmm. We text often and you still talk about the anxiety and the feeling and being able to manage and maneuver your way through the mental stuff. And I first want to commend you because your ability to be aware, you know, it's like it's less admitting that it's there and just like your awareness mm-hmm. and like wanting to continue to make yourself better. How do you define trust and believe you know trust and believe i think you know you have to you know trust um and i guess just believe in some of the convictions or just some of the the routines that you set forth like i I think that at this part you know like and we say my anxiety or just i never really am going to be rid of the conditions or the, 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 the dis-ease that I have. Um, but I do, I trust and believe every day that there is a reason why I'm here to continue to go on. I think that that's, I think that's the difference now. I think, you know, I'm very existential. Like I get overwhelmed by just the enormity of life and what everything that we're dealing with at times. And yeah. she kind of helps me bring it back. Um, and, and just, I, I think, you know, like you said, the trust and believe, I think that I, I trust and believe that there's always something 
worth, you know, staying in for. There's always something worth waking up for, you know, having yeah. that gratitude for. So that's, that's, that's been the biggest thing for me now, looking for one reason. And I just think it's really powerful, like making people aware to find a reason to like for people out there who are struggling and believe it or not, I mean, you can talk to your doctor. I think it's fine to always go to your doctor before you start something medicinally. But I think the most important thing is like finding that reason, you know, and that's, I think that's what mental health, that's why I'm a big proponent of mental health. I'm like, yo, last week I started feeling tons and tons and tons of anxiety. And I went to Scott, my husband, and I was just like, I have anxiety. And then like, I don't know if it was the next day or like nine hours later, I'm like, I'm getting these waves. Like it is insane. And then I just emailed my therapist and I was just like, this is what I'm going through. And he was like, you know, he's busy as I got 30 minutes tomorrow. And we just like did a 30 minute phone call. And it was just like, it eliminated the stress because I just became aware. Mm -hmm. And it gave me to your point, it just gave me a reason why I was going through what I was going through. And then he helped me like manage the anxiety. Cause he was like, whether you're super happy and excited to, you know, go jump in a pool or whether you have anxiety about either being on stage or like having a conversation, he's like, it's all the same feeling. <laughs> it's just how, like, what are you saying to yourself? And so just to kind of piggyback off of what you were saying, it's like, you know, some people say that, oh, like, I don't have a reason. I don't have a purpose. I'm like, you're saying that because there is a purpose, right? Right. You know, kind of like in a way backfires, but in like a good way, like you get the answer in the question is kind of what I'm about, what I'm trying yeah. to say, especially when, cause I'd like, I got on the, the phone with him or the video conference with him. And I was just like, you know, I just don't know. Like I feel this way and I'm blah, blah, blah. And he was like, well, how do you feel when you're happy? He's like, how do you feel when you're nervous? I'm like, well, it is the same. He's like, so what are you telling yourself? And he's like, you have to give yourself the reason why you're feeling that way mm -hmm. and a reason to move forward. Mm -hmm. um, so it was really powerful. Charles, I know we spoke a lot about mental health and, you know, marijuana. Do you call it marijuana? You call it, is that fine? Yeah. Okay. I yeah. like to respect your, your yes, terms, sir. but you know, you're a bomb ass trainer. So like tell people how to get in touch with you so they can either train with you yeah, or talk to you. you. Um, uh, I'm on IG. So Instagram, you know, like Charles underscore J is like my, my moniker is professor X. Like, cause I started it. Like my, my daughter was like, that's kind of funny. Um, LinkedIn, whatever. I don't have any other things other than that. No. Uh, I'm working on it, but yeah, no, I say IG, um, uh, email, you know, charlesflanagan002 at gmail.com. Um, that's probably the best way. Well, thanks for being here. I appreciate it. And Love everybody it. out there, you know, throughout this year and beyond, I just want to talk about things that either are a little uncomfortable, people don't know about, you know, get guests that may push you outside of your comfort zone to just help you enhance your ability to trust and believe in who you are and just bring whether you can take something away from this personally, like if you're going to a dispensary or not, it's like understanding other people's values, understanding why they value themselves, and hopefully it'll help you enhance who you are, trust and believe in who you are, and add more value to your life. I'll see you next time.